my show. Before we get into it, this episode is very, very heavy. And if you know someone that's going through depression or any type of mental health crisis, please be there for them. I'm just giving the disclaimer now. Also, some of the things that I'm going to be saying in this episode could be triggering to some people. Um, I love you all. Please, please, please know you are never, ever, ever alone. You always have my voice to listen to. And I just wanted to give that side note because I don't want anyone getting too, too upset from this episode. It's a lot. It's very, very personal. I'm honestly really scared to share my stories that I'm going to be discussing, but I just have to get through them. So first things first, the song of the episode is Listen to Your Friends by Declan McKenna. Self-exploratory. Listen to your friends. Listen to your friends. Listen to your friends. Your friends, if they're good ones, they have your back for you and you could tell the difference between people who really have your back and people who don't. (laughs) That's really like plain and simple. Also, I love the song because it goes into a lot of politics, which I think is really, really cool. I love Duck McKenna's music because it is a mix between glam pop, alternative rock, as well as has a little bit of like politics and life lessons through his lyrics. I really love his lyrics. Um, Over the summer, I had a really, really hard summer and Something that actually, like, helped me put a smile on my face was watching Declan McKenna perform, specifically at his 2018 Transmit set. I watch that video at least once a week because he looks so happy and everyone in the crowd looks so happy and I love his music and it's just... It just is such a great, great, great thing. I love to listen to live music. I love to watch it. Obviously, I love to be there more than watch it. But if I can't be there, I like to just stream it or anything like that because you really do feel the crowd. And it's just such a different vibe than just listening to a playlist on Spotify, which I, again, very much love to do. Um, This summer, I also really, really got into old classic alternative rock or punk or not punk rock but classic rock like zeppelin pink floyd even though like the lead singer is um anti-semitic but you know i i love the song us and them my dad made me the dopest playlist ever and i've been listening to it on repeat and i can't wait to honestly study to it because i think it's going to be a great studying playlist you know how you have that one playlist that you always will listen to when you do homework because it will help you concentrate that's what this playlist is kind of geared to be for me and I'm so excited to use it but let's discuss why I haven't been here so last semester was a little bit of a mess uh a lot of shit hit the fan a lot of slippery slope messes and I've been very, very hesitant to make this episode because it is really personal. Like, I'm literally 
I should not be telling some of the things that I'm going to be saying on this platform because it's very, very personal. But I was talking to a very, very close family friend who's a humongous M-Time fan. And he went up to me at this thing that my family was at and was like, Emily, where's the new M-Time episode? And I was like, oh, like, you know, with everything that's happened this year, I decided I think I need to take a break. I think I need to kind of figure things out for myself. And he's like, why? You should be discussing these things on your show. And I was like, but I don't think anyone's really going to want to listen to me go into, you know, my spiral and go into all that. He's like, no, because you're going to help someone. He was like, you're going to help someone who's going through the same thing as you. And that made me realize, again, why I do this. I do this because I want people to learn from my mistakes. I do it because... I want to make sure that these things that happen to me don't happen to other people or I try. Obviously, I'm not superwoman, unfortunately. We're trying to be, but whatever. So I've been very hesitant to do it, but he was like, you have to do this. You have to talk about it. You have to do it. You have to just get through it. It's going to be hard. Rip the Band-Aid off. And I trust his advice, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it right now. I'm in my glam suite in my apartment. I'm living with my best friend. I'm in the best mental health that I've been in in a really long time. And I need to do it. So let's get into it, my friends. So last year, obviously with starting college, I had a lot of goals. I had, but my number one goal was I will not let people make me feel the way that they did my whole life, whether it was in high school, whether it was at camp, whatever my have you. So that was a really tough goal because people are mean. Not everyone in this world is nice. Not everyone in this world's going to care about Emily Sandman. And that's fine. But, you know, little baby freshman Emily didn't really understand that concept. And I fell into a few friendships that were not as deep as I thought that they were. And my roommate moved out and left me all alone. I had no friends and I was like, fuck, like I'm back in high school. I don't know why this keeps happening to me. And that was already strike one to send me into the tornado that I had been living in. Then literally the week that my roommate moved out, all I did was cry and pray for new, like friends that are gonna love me the way that I wanna love them. And someone up there was listening because they sent, I kid you not, my best friends who've been there for me since Day one, literally day one of our friendship shit went down and they should have left me. I don't know why they didn't, but they should have because the shit storm that I was caught up into, bad. So the fact that I met these girls when these other people like left my life was so monumental to me. And when we came back from winter breaks, we all of course met the last week of first semester. So we come back from winter break and we're all hanging out, we're going strong, we're doing all this. And I'm like, damn, this semester, it's going to go. It's going to be great. I'm going to be going out. I'm going to be making, I'm going to find a boy. I'm going to do all this stuff. And finally, I feel on top of my game and I was achieving my goals. I got into my top, the sorority that was my first choice. I made these great friends. I was going out at every party. Every girl was coming up to me like, oh my God, you're Emily. I know so-and-so or people that I had seen in a really long time were so excited to see me. And I felt on top of my shit. And then I met a boy. Shock and awe. I know people shock and awe. I tell everyone men are disgusting and they should not take your power. No, but 
you know what? Your girl falls for it. I'm a hopeless romantic, and I'll say it right here. Like, I always have wanted to feel what it feels like for someone to, like, be there, like, as a partner. I've always loved that. My parents are in a very happy, loving, you know, relationship, Baruch Hashem, and I... I have always wanted to find someone like that. Again, I'm so young. My parents, they, like, I'm so young in comparison to all this stuff. But, you know, you see, and especially on social media now, you see all these people making these cute TikToks with their boyfriend and, like, baking and stuff together and, like, going out together and all this stuff. And I wanted someone to have by my side, you know. And I started making out with this kid in a frat basement. I know, I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag. And... For three weeks, like, I'd go to his frat, make out, leave, go to his frat, make out, snap during the week. And then finally, like, he asked me to go back to his room after three weeks. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, of course. Like, you know, naive, dumb little bitch. And I went back, whatever. I'm not going to get into it because there are people that I, aka my mother, that even though she knows all the details, I don't feel like, you know... Don't really need to go into detail about all this stuff. So um, I was like, he was telling me everything I wanted to hear. You know, I was like, finally, like, I found someone. And this guy also is not my usual type, too. But and I didn't even honestly didn't even know him. Like, I'm being honest. Like, I didn't even know this kid. I literally wouldn't know him from a hole in the wall. I just knew, like, surface level stuff. He loved Tyler the Creator, Kanye, Red Flag. Um, He was in the same frat as my friend, like, really nothing like monumental life whatever which again like I was hooking up with this kid like it wasn't really that deep but I was like oh like since we've been doing this for a few weeks like maybe maybe it'll like turn into something of course it doesn't but I do that and then the next day I didn't end up going out because I you know made mistakes the night before and all that stuff but my friends went out and this is when you should listen to your friends because my friends told me not to go home with this kid, but I did it anyways. And I knew, and honestly, I don't blame them because there was no stopping me. I wanted to do it. I was determined. Obviously, I like this kid, whatever. And when they were out, this is what crushes me. I've heard like a million, 10 different versions of the story. So bear with me. I don't really know what's the truth because again, I wasn't there. I've heard it from like, so many different outside perspectives, inside perspectives. But one of my best friends, she was out with a few of her newer friends from her sorority and things like that. So she couldn't really make a scene or like really like do anything because she obviously she has to protect herself, which is obviously like you have to do that. But I woke up the next day and she was like, Emily, I really need to talk to you. And I was like, yeah, like, what's going on? Like, already I was spiraling because I was so nervous from this kid because I was like, oh, my God, like, this big thing happened in my life, and I, like, oh, like, I don't know. He hasn't really texted me back. I don't really know what's going on. And she was like, I heard this really, really gross stuff, and this kid just decided to humiliate me in front of his all of his friends saying really nasty things about me that made me like think like I was like that's just not true like that is not what happened like I know we were both fucked up but like it was like what I was hearing was not like it sounded like a whole different evening than like what happened in my eyes at least in what I heard granted I've hearing loss but I don't think like I can mix up words and I was like so sickened 
to the fact that someone, just to get one up from his friends, would choose to humiliate an innocent bystander for, like, no reason. Like, this kid could have just not called me. Like, this kid could have not just texted me and, like, okay, yeah, I'd be upset he ghosted me, but, like, we could have skipped all this. But the fact that he chose to humiliate me was just the end. Like, that was the end for me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I... It sent me into a horrible spin. And then the next week was my birthday, too. And we all know I love my birthday. I didn't even want to celebrate. And thank God the, you know, spring break was coming up the next week. So I was able to go home. But it sent me into a lot of questionable decisions being like, am I ever going to find someone who's going to care about me? Like, am I ever going to find anyone? Am I ever going to catch a break? I have a journal that I kept here at school and the things that I said about myself in this journal because this guy made me feel less than is disgusting. I literally, again, being such a hopeless romantic, I've always been like, I want to find love. But from this experience, it made me realize I might never find that. So the fact that like a realization like that came into my head I just fed into except everyone always tells you also when you're not looking it'll come to you and I always look like always like I could say I'm not looking I'm always looking so the fact that I realized I was like I'm never going to be able to stop looking so it's never going to come to me really played with my head because I just literally say the most disgusting things to myself I'd be like Emily you're not pretty enough you're not skinny enough you aren't like the top tier of whatever you aren't gonna find someone like dating apps are gross you're an old soul you like to meet people in person and since that's what the new age is you're not gonna find someone and that's that and it crushed me like it crushed me and it sent me into a spin and then on top of that my best friend of seven eight years decided that she didn't want to be my life anymore. She literally said to me on the phone, she said, you live your life and when I'm ready, I'll come back to you. And that also, again, so I'm already saying all these awful things to myself and, you know, scared to turn around because I'm afraid of running into this guy that humiliated me and made me not feel safe and comfortable in an environment you know, I'm already watching my back for that. But now someone that I thought was like literally going to be my wedding, like we would talk about the things we do with our families. We would talk about all these things that we look forward to. The fact that she left me at that point was just like the tip of the iceberg. I was like, that's it. I've had enough of this. Like, let me go jump out a window. And if it wasn't for my school friends literally coming into my room, like there were times where that were scary and then they would come into my room and I'd have to act like I'm fine. But like they knew I wasn't and I was able to just collapse. It was just it was such a breath of fresh air. But at the same time, again, like my mental health wasn't great. So when you're going from this environment of girls constantly checking in on you, being your support system, being there for you. So then now school's over and I'm going home to this place where I have like really no friends, you know, now these girls were my medicine. Like I would have anxiety when I wasn't around one of them because I was afraid to be by myself and now be alone with my thoughts. But now my worst fear is coming true because time is now stopping. 
time is such a weird thing because at school it's so fast paced. But as soon as you get out of that environment, the world stops and it feels like it's just never, ever, ever going to come back. And when I got home, I felt awful, awful, awful. I literally couldn't get out of bed. I was screaming at my parents. I was nasty to my sister. I mean, I really had no motivation to do anything, like anything at all. I hated my job, you know. Now as I'm home, you know, I'm sitting in my bed at night staring at the ceiling, thinking about every single questionable decision that led me to the place that I am today to now being left with my, you know, being left there. But then my job at home, I worked in a really small store at the time that didn't have a lot of people come in. It was very novelty. My, I live in like kind of like a boat town. So this store was on the water and, you know, no one really went in there unless they were like walking their dog or like taking a walk with their kid. And I, there were days at work where I would be the only person in the store. So not only am I now, trapped in my room at night with my thoughts but now I had to take that with me at work because there was nothing for me to do so I midsummer because also I was getting paid like a really good amount I wasn't getting it was paid off the books Shh, don't tell anyone and you know where I'm from like taxes are high so I would be making like an extra 30 40 50 bucks just for not having to pay taxes and then also the store was five minutes from my house. I could have walked there if I wanted to. But, you know, it's the it's the old-fashioned story of are you going to choose happiness or are you going to choose money? You know, are you going to be sad and, are you going to be sad and, you know, have more money? Or are you going to be happy and maybe make a little bit less? And after talking to my mom for a really long time on what to do, I'm also not a quitter. And I felt like if I quit from this job, I wouldn't be persevering. I wouldn't be doing and she was like, Emily, like, you need to choose yourself. Stop thinking of things like that. And I called up a friend and I was like, hi, who worked at a store 30 minutes away from my house, sometimes an hour, depending on traffic. And I was like, hey, like, my summer sucks. Can you put me on your schedule? And she saved me because now I had got to, you know, now the day was broken up. I wasn't just at home, but I now could you know drive to work listen to my music then I'd be around people like COVID was bad enough I thought we learned from this like you need human interaction to survive so the fact that I was having only interactions with you know a few people here and there and then my family I needed to be assimilated back to life because I was at such a low and from that job I really started to now work on myself. So when I was at the old job, also while trying to get my bearings being back home, I had a sit down with my therapist and my parents. And my therapist explained to me that I had been clinically depressed since I was 10 years old. And that was a huge pill to swallow. So getting to go to this other job now where I can feel like a human and feel like I can function with having this imbalanced chemical in my brain was just, it was just what I needed. And it brought me back to kind of like the old Emily, not that, not that we want to go back cause she had her issues, but I felt more in my realm and time finally started to go faster. Thank God. So 
then through that, a lot of self-work, then a lot of working on myself, by myself, with others, having my support system on my friends. This summer ended up being fine. I'm not going to say, oh my God, that summer was a crazy lit movie, but I'm, I'm not going to say that it was all terrible. June was awful. July picked up. And then... Lo and behold, now I'm here back at school. And now what's really, really cool is now all this work that I had done on myself, I'm now using at school and I'm, I just feel so much lighter. Like even talking to you guys right now, I just feel so much lighter being able to share my story, being able to say like what had happened. I feel so much lighter knowing that I know now how to cope with myself. I always, again, relied on my parents and my mom when I was in high school because I didn't really have the greatest friends. And then at school, I found the greatest friends and then I started to rely on them on my happiness. But what was scary about going home was I had to start relying on myself. And now I can. Now I'm able to step apart and look and see, okay, you're missing tonight going out, but you know that there's a million more nights. You know it probably wasn't that fun anyways. You had more fun sitting at home watching That's My Boy with your roommate than going to a smelly frat with smelly boys who are disgusting, essentially. I My hope for this semester is to just keep this up. Again, life's about to start. I mean, this week flew by and that's what's so whack about time was that I was worried because I was moving in like a full week before all my friends that I was going to feel so lonely. I was going to like not have anything to do. And yeah, I had those moments where I was like, oh, like I'm sad. I'm sitting in. It's college. I feel like I should be going out. But like, honestly, I had a great time this week. Like I was actually way more busier than I anticipated and the week flew by. Now classes are going to start on Tuesday and I'm like shitting myself thinking about it. So moral of the story is, is that as mommy RuPaul always says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Now can I get an amen up in here? Yeah, that's what RuPaul always says. And the funny thing is that I always repeated it to myself because again, you know, drag helped me get through high school, helped me find who I wanted to become and be more comfortable with my skin. And the fact that I'd always say that at every at the end of every episode, as RuPaul always says, the fact that I wasn't really listening to it was insane. Because how the hell am I going to love somebody else if I don't even love who I am? You know, I come off as this super confident, loud girl when really I'm like crumbling on the inside. Excuse me, on the inside. Like, Literally, like, fetal position on the inside 90% of the time wanting to, like, cry. And the thing is, is that you have to remember everyone else feels the same exact way, essentially. You know, there's a song by the Front Bottoms. It's called Lonely Eyes. And there's a line at it that says... It's okay if you're unhappy. I would say before I leave her, just take a look around because no one here is that happy either. And I would scream that because it's true. Like, you know, life's so different. Like you learn, everyone has their shit. And even if they say that they don't, they do. And they're not coping with it. And that's not great either. So moral of the story is, is always check it on your friends. And 
love yourself before someone else, okay? This guy was not for me. Like, he was so not my type. Honestly, I think I kind of liked him because he was a Tyler Creator fan, whatever. I'm a big, like, a big, like, green flag for me is when you like the same music as me because I love music, as we all know. And the fact that I fell for this kid who I knew nothing about and let him tear me down was just the downfall that I needed in order to build myself up and be like, you got this. I'm scared shitless for this year. Already crazy shit has happened. I almost fell down a stair. No, like died. Like I fully almost died walking downstairs the other day in a front basement. And one of my friends caught me like literally like scoop me up caught me like prince charming and i literally shit myself i was like oh no we're just repeating the same issues as last year i was like no 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 and now i'm still shitting myself about it and i'm still thinking about it wondering again what it was so embarrassing but i'm like thinking to myself i'm like who else would fall into these issues? Like, who else would literally, like, almost, like, break her neck falling down a staircase that didn't have a railing on the other side? And someone just scoops her up, like, Prince Charming, like, in midair, and it just happened to be, like, someone that I'm friends with. Like, like of course it is. Of course it's, it's this one person that, like, whatever. So, like, crazy shit's always gonna happen, also. You gotta remember that, too. Crazy shit will happen at random times. And again, time is such a weird thing. Timing is everything. If my friend didn't, like, come save me, I would've been dead. Like, I wouldn't even, this episode would've never even premiered, and I've always been thinking about it, and that's whack to me. So, remember that, is that always take in time, because everything is linked with time. You know, timing is everything, as people say in the business, and... Your time might not be now. Your time might not be tomorrow. Your time might not be in 10 years, but your time will come and you will shine. But you have to ensure that your time will come by staying healthy, being there for yourself, being there for your friends and loved ones, and most importantly, doing things that make you feel fulfilled. And with that, I say have a great semester, everyone. I mean, I'm hoping everyone gets crazy. I'm hoping everyone cries. I'm hoping everyone laughs. I hope everyone feels loved. I'm always here for everyone here, and I love you all. And just remember to check in on your friends because times can get darker. I'm not going to go into my dark, dark, dark moments, but there were times I didn't think I would be sitting here today, and I am better for it, as Decla McKenna will say, and listen to your friends. And listen to your friends by Decla McKenna, everyone. I love you all, and hopefully I'll be back soon. I'm not making any promises anymore because who knows what this semester has in store for me. But all I know is, is that you all should remember, I will always come back to you. I love you all. Be great. Be smart. Be a degenerate. But I know.